to another amazing episode of the Feeling Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, like always, Cindy Montoya. And if this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome to the show. And if you're back for even more, without further ado, let's get straight into today's episode. And for today's episode, I'm happy to introduce the second series of part of our show called Cindy and Friends. And to the right side of me, I have a very amazing friend of mine, producer, comedian, I have mentioned his name several times in our podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the Feeling Unstoppable community, Aaron, the speaker, better known as Aaron Shapiro. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Feeling Unstoppable community. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm feeling unstoppable. That's great to hear. What are you drinking? I am drinking Whiskey Pig or Whistle Pig. Because me and you had a great event yesterday at the Hard Rock for the Gumball 3000 rally. Yes. We got to see Bun B. Dead Mao never showed up. He Dead didn't. Mao. He was the last person we were waiting for, yeah, and he his, never pulled up. His car broke down. What? Oh, the McLaren? The blue? I, no, I, he was driving a blue McLaren. I remember that. But it was like that. customized. To, it was the shape of Dead Mao's helmet. And he broke down. And broke, supposedly. Supposedly. But he didn't show up. But Bun B, uh, Max Cooper, I guess is a... Shelby... J, Mr. JWW, I got them wrong. Yes, I interviewed yes, the wrong yes, person. Yes. That was. Um, I was, was. It was a great event. I should have stopped, and got it right, but I was feeling unstoppable. I, <laughs> I remember you were like, you were saying the names, and you didn't seem so sure if you were saying the names correctly, but you kept going, and I was like, you Unstop- have a little bit of fu in you. I got a little bit. Of, I got a lot of fu in me. And that, but what, what is that fu to you? That that fu, I think it comes from my father, from my dad. And what, and what do you mean by that? If you can kind of elaborate a little bit more. Um, everyone has different parents, right? Mm-hmm. Some parents have different personalities, but my father's personality trait is that of the authoritarian, that okay. of the I know the right thing to do. Um, but it's not an authoritarian in a bad way. Uh, it's an authoritarian in the way that's more or less he's gonna do the right thing, no matter what. Like, Mr. I'm going to be Mr. Captain America. Like, I'm always going to make the right decision, even if it's hard. Yeah. Like, even if it means it's a longer route, you do not get the easy way to go there. Play clean. Yeah, play clean. Like, everyone's play like, by the rules. everyone's like, take the shortcut. And he's like, nope. And it's like, but it gets you right where you need to go. He's like, nope. You know, it's to his detriment, but also a benefit. Would you say you're like that in any way? Uh, I will take the shortcut, and then I usually end up getting fu'd over it. <laughs> How, then, so if you are, if you like to take the shortcuts, did that ever uh, create conflict between you and your dad? Oh my god, all the time, For all real? the time, even now. We can call him right now. You tell me I'm an idiot and that I don't get it right. Is there something knows. for sure that you like remember, like you guys having an argument about? Just because like it's very like different like personalities and he's very like clean and does everything step by step and you're like no fuck it i'll take the shortcut yeah um with like school and assignments he was like learn spanish learn spanish like you're taking the class you're gonna need spanish just take the long route study every day you're dating spanish woman against my will you know because he wants me to date a nice american jewish girl Mm -hmm. because we're american jewish and he thinks that cultures do better when they're together together, right which is true there can Mm -hmm. be a lot of conflict when you have Mm -hmm. different cultures especially with older generations yeah learn spanish learn spanish no 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 i had my ex take the spanish classes Mm -hmm. for me and i passed and i got my college degree because it was like the last class i needed to take was spanish two in the summer 
Otherwise, oh. I did not graduate. Like, if I would have failed Spanish 2 in that summer semester, I never would have got my bachelor's. So, shout out to your ex. Shout out to my ex. Thank you, Sally. Appreciate Where it. Where is she from? From Dominican Republic. Dominican. Dominican and Puerto Rican together. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, she took my Spanish classes online, and I cheated in class to pass my tests. You took the shortcut. And is that even the shortcut? It's just... It's the shortcut. And now I'm trying my best. Yo hablo espanol un poquito. Un poquito. Un poquito. Entiendo espanol más o menos, pero no entiendo <laughs> cubano. And your girlfriend now is Cuban. She's Cuban now. So that is also another thing. But I will all, the next person I date, if it's not her, will also be Spanish. That's just your type. It's you just, have a type. Ju- I am. Arroz con pollo, arroz con dulo, arroz... Candules. Candules, anything. So, um, but that was the shortcut I took. And it pissed him off, but it worked. I got my degree, Mm -hmm. and the rest is history. But it was a shortcut. Where'd you graduate from? I graduated from Terravilla High School in Coral Springs. Um, If anyone knows. No, but like, where'd you graduate from university? Oh, I went too far back. Yeah, yeah. I was this like, what? Whistle pig. I was like, I, wait, I well, I graduated lived... kindergarten. Uh, I thought you lived in um, in Boca for the most part. I did. I, I After I came back uh, to school, after kind of dropping out and taking some time off, I went to Palm Beach State. And then after Palm Beach State, I went to FAU. And I got my bachelor's and my master's from FAU. Shout out, Owls. <laughs> Weren't you the arena host? No, well... I was the arena host. I was the arena host in my last four years that I was there. I was like Mr. FAU. Mr. FU. Can I have a little free shirts Oh, free I was tickets. Mr. You were there yesterday. You saw the fans yeah. going crazy. But I graduated from FAU. And so I did graduate my degree. I did take the shortcut. My dad wasn't happy about it. But I did it. So I do have a little bit of that in me to say... F you, I'm going to do the right thing, right? You see me at events. I will do whatever I can to help out the event, even if it's outside of my job description. That's outside of your pay. Outside of my pay. I will say, um, I've worked with you in several events now. Uh, For the most part, they are very fun events, especially the the one that we went to last night, uh, which had a lot of exotic and super cars. um, Thanks, Rock, with you. Yes, which was a lot of fun. But I've definitely seen you in these events, and you are working 100% more than what you were told to do and what you were paid to do, which I don't, I think nowadays a lot of people are like, "Mm, it's not in my job title. It's not what I'm getting paid for. Like, I'm not going to do it. So where is it in you that you'll go above and beyond, even if it goes unnoticed? My dad. That's the F you. That's, that's, that's the feeling unstoppable is him always telling me you go above and beyond you do whatever it takes to do the right thing, even if it's not beneficial to you, even if it's a sacrifice to you, you go out of your way to do the right thing. So I know that at the event, I have, for some reason, I picked up this thought process a long time ago, probably from him, which is it's not about me, it's about the show. So yes, I'm a part of the show, but it's not about that it's about the people who have 
gone there, spent the money, spent the time, spent the energy, and they're there to have a good time. And I am just one little piece of the puzzle to get them to have a good time. Now, if I ever became famous, I don't know if I'd keep that. I hope I would. Yeah. But if I was the star, I don't think I'd be busting tables after the show. Which you... I would love to. I would love that to be my thing. I would love to be like, oh my God, Aaron just sold out Madison Square Garden and now he's he's sweeping. (laughs) And it's going to be like, Aaron just sold out Madison Garden, but he's like 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 on his way to like the after party. But honestly, that would make me... That that is why I guess I go above above and beyond at these events is because I know that events are made up of a lot of people and the people... We grew up not wealthy... But not, I wasn't in the ghetto. Like, I didn't grow up, like, you know, with cockroaches in my cereal. Like, it wasn't like we were that poor. But we didn't grow up rich, and my dad grew up poor. So, Your uh, dad is from... New York. York. The Bronx. The Bronx. And where did you grow up in? Uh, South Florida. Born in Miami, and then moved to Broward, and lived in Broward for a lot, and then Mm -hmm. to Palm Beach. But the idea of going above and beyond comes from seeing how the... I wouldn't call them lower tier workers, but the help, the janitorial staff, security, um, the behind the scenes, the behind the scenes people. uh, And it also could be from producing my own events. Yes. I have to play all those positions, but I go above and beyond because I know those people work the hardest and get the most overlooked, the lack of recognition. Exactly. So my FU moments are, I feel unstoppable. And I, since I'm feeling unstoppable, let me use that power to impact those who don't get recognized. Correct. Like you see me ask security, do you need water? Yes. I asked, can I help you with anything? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not just like. You go and introduce yourself. Correct. Always. You're not just like walking by. Because I mean, I've, I, like again, we've worked in shows together and there's 30 people that just walk by. They don't say hi to you or anything. You are very extremely overlooked and then they just keep going. But that's, that, that's show business. That's show business. There's going to be the, you know, the assholes. And then there's going to be the people that are genuine and they care. Yes. Or at least they try to help out. But that is entertainment. That is show business. Correct. And I don't think I'm the most talented. Like, I am not a very extremely funny comedian. If I was, we wouldn't be here. I will say, though, you're producing and your production of well there is your, you're supposed to lie and say oh, you are funny you're supposed to re- you're supposed to rebuttal you are a funny like no you are a funny person but i you're the way that you produce your getting shows worse. this is getting worse are now, amazing right you're highlighting my production skills and because not my your comedy. production skills are amazing your comedy <laughs> is good and needs work though i'm not gonna lie we you're good friends for me to say that Yes, I, I know it needs work. And I've lost my funny over the years. And that's what happens when you get older. You you lose your F you. How old are you? So people know. I'm 34. As you get older, you lose your F you. Mm-hmm. The younger you are, the more F you, the feeling unstoppable you have in your system. The older you get, the more the world kind of puts weight on your back. A mortgage, a car payment, uh, your parents get sick, you mm-hmm. lose your job. You, someone says to you and goes, have you opened up a 401k? And you're like, what? A what? Uh, You realize that you haven't really opened up an investment account and you've been spending your money on sneakers and now you're 35 and you're realizing that I'm going to have to work at Best Buy for the rest of my life. Like you lose your FU as you get older. You you lose that momentum of like... Feeling unstoppable. You feel very stoppable. You feel like the moment anyone takes one thing out of the puzzle box 
you're completely unstoppable. Like you bought your car when you were 28 and then you're 35 and you're like, oh my God, my car's seven years old that has 100,000 miles on it and I have to buy another $40,000 car in like a few years. That's my whole yearly salary. Yeah. Like what am I going to do? That makes you feel very unstoppable. Yeah. makes you feel very stoppable. Mm -hmm. So I think that my lack of humor is because of that. I was a very funny kid. You, But you also have a t tons, tons of tons of things going on too. I know, but I used to be very silly. I didn't care about people's opinions. Um, I wasn't working events with the Hard Rock for thousands of dollars. I wasn't, you know, yeah. needing to make money. I didn't need corporate events, you know. I was just able to fart and, you know, jump and climb and spit and throw myself over bleachers and not worry about what people think about me. Where do you, th well, I mean, you've already stated like where that kind of like loss of your funniness and silliness, but I wanted to get into um, where you were saying is that as you get older, you kind of lose that momentum, you lose that FU. Um, but another thing I wanted to add to that, you help a lot of people. You help me all the time. Um, I've seen you help other comedians. You help Rock With You Entertainment. Do you... S the amount of help that you give, do you ever see that reciprocated back? And how does that make you feel? You, I never re receive it back and the amount that I give it out. Mm -hmm. um, you give more than you receive. Oh, 100%. 100%. And at times it has made me feel jaded. I have felt very jaded that I will go out of my way to open my studio and let comedians come in and let them use my, my all my equipment and all my time and all my resources and then they will never book me on a show. They will never ask me if I need help. They will never say, hey, thank you so much for letting me use these things and tag me in the photos yeah. that I take of them yeah. and give them mm -hmm. and the videos I take of them and they, they don't even tag, thanks Aaron for donating your time, none of that stuff. Um, it does make me feel jaded but it goes back to my dad. And not to say my, I'm talking a lot about my dad. Not to say my mom is not a nice woman. Yeah, yeah. My mom is a lovely woman, very caring, very kind, and very forgiving. She holds. She is not a woman who holds a grudge. Mm -hmm. And I think I've gotten that from her. I Can't hold no. Relate. I hold no grudges. I'm a non-grudge. You can screw me over, and the next day I will help you again. And that's that you're a Taurus too. Taurus and I'm a Taurus. But that comes from my dad again. His his job is to help people. He was a therapist, and now he's a union president, so he fights for people's rights. And I guess that ethos of helping people is instilled in me. And also, it is a manipulation tool for me personally because I know that I can manipulate my own feelings and emotions to say, I'm the right person. I helped. Yeah. You know, so there is some, I'm not going to be completely altruistic. There is some uh, communication tactics, which are when you help people, it's a persuasive technique called pre-giving, mm -hmm. which is you're giving a gift so people feel a sense of they need to re reciprocate mm -hmm. because you gave them something. Exactly. Like the reason why Whistlepig gave out free bottles is a pre-giving persuasion technique, which is we gave you a bottle. Now go to the store and buy one when it runs out. Or give us ads. Or give us ads, right? Talk about us in your podcast. Which I'm doing. Which we did. Because they gave me a free bottle. So pre-giving. But my desire to help people, I think, is um, my superpower. It has, in the beginning, it was a little bit, maybe a little bit manipulation. Um, but it does come from my dad from helping people. And he's always, and my stepmom, always going out of the way to help people. 
and my mom always want to help people. Um, but yes, I do. I do not. I do not get it back at all. <laughs> I do not get it back. I joke around all the time. I'm like, yeah. Cindy, we film your podcast, do all this stuff. What are you doing for me? You're like, I had Pilates. Okay. <laughs> well, Pilates is also my job. Don't forget. But I, I did take two classes I today. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't uh, to do put your cards into Excel because I had Pilates. All right, Cindy, come in. Let's use all my equipment and my time and resources. I know. And no, I just but sit there you and work, I'm like, you work Fuck. extremely hard. Uh, yesterday, I was very, very thankful uh, that you were there. You were standing that on was your a feet long for four event. hours. Four hours? That felt like at least six. We got there what? 4.30. No, we got there 5. 5.30. 5.30. And we didn't leave till 11 something. Correct. It was, it was, and it was hot because it was humid. And it was hot. But you do work hard. And you do help me a lot. You've helped me a lot with a lot of these events, and I'm very grateful. They're very fun events, too, so thank you. And very I think I like, like the experience. It's a dipping my toes in the entertainment industry. It's yes. Just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we get we get to meet cool people. Yeah, and we get free stuff sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, going into forgiveness that we mentioned, um, how is your mom's, like I guess, perspective on being a forgiving person? How has that implemented you in your life? Um, I am very forgiving. I am extremely forgiving. And that comes from my mom, who is selfish. But kindly selfish. Meaning, she was divorced now almost 20 years. She lives alone, never remarried, never had another boyfriend. And is okay. And is happy being alone and not having anybody. And all she needs is her stuff and her things and her shows and she's content and she is not bitter towards my father she is not bitter towards the world she doesn't feel the world has slighted her she is just it is what it is and of course she doesn't really have any real hardships like she's not living in the slums yeah like she's not like a mm-hmm. like a monk you know She's this well off. Is, yeah. She has money. She has a job. Yeah. She has. She's able to buy things on Amazon unnecessarily. Without an issue. Right. So it's not like she's like suffering and she still has this mentality. But the forgivingness comes from that, which is the internal realization that if I have everything that I need, my Maslow's hierarchy and needs is met. Security, food, shelter, love, and relationships and protection. Mm-hmm. Then I have no reason to even give a single moment of my thoughts and my time and my energy to being upset from a situation that happened. Correct. And now I'm carrying that situation beyond the visceral moment. So like someone screws you over in that moment to carry that with you mentally. It's like a ball and chain on your foot. Yes. Now I know some people who hold a grudge and just hold that thing forever. And they keep chugging along. Like, like 10 years later. Uh, Remember bef- that one time? Yes. That's not me. I will bring it up to make you feel bad with some nice Jewish guilt. Yeah. But I will not hold it against Wait, anybody. Wait, how, how is Jewish guilt? Jewish guilt is like, remember that time you screwed me over? Like, I still, I didn't forget. So I'm not gonna don't do anything. I'm me. not going to do anything now about it. You know, I'm not going to punish you. But, but, it's, but it's there. It's there. That's Jewish guilt. So when I think of forgiveness, especially when we're relating it to feeling unstoppable, I think it's important. I'm not saying that you have to go and forgive everyone because I I think there's moments where, you know, someone does 
screw you. I know people that have been completely screwed over okay. after not doing anything. But I think not being able to let go of those situations and so, sort of like, you know what, move on from it, that kind of holds you back, like, starts stopping you because it becomes like kind of a mental block. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? The mental block of forgiving? Yeah, I don't forgive myself. I forgive everyone else for wronging me. I forgive the world for doing me in a bad way, but I will not forgive myself. So my number one barrier is a lack of forgiving myself. So that is my detriment. I I forgive myself at times, and I say it, but it's like going to therapy. Just because you say it to the therapist doesn't mean it's fixed. Correct. Right. I mean, I mean, you know me. I, I go to my therapy sessions every other Tuesday now. I don't go every every Tuesday anymore. I don't know why the therapist told you every other Tuesday. She doesn't want to see you. That's what it is. No, she's like, no, she's you're like, doing good. You know. And I was like, really? I was like, I don't think so. Um, but she was she was like, you know, like I give you the tools, but it's kind of up to you at the end of the day if you want to do anything with it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like you can forgive yourself, but if you really have to work with yourself too. Yes, I had I have high high expectations for myself like I I hold myself to a very high standard while at the same time not putting in the work to reach that standard <laughs> I know what you mean so that's where the the lack of forgiveness comes is for the lack of trying and I always don't forgive myself for not trying like whenever I don't try something or don't do something I will beat myself up about that for a while for a long time and I'm like man if you would have been doing this video podcast since Cindy's age of 21, yeah. what could have been? And then I start ruminating what could have been. What Instead of like been? looking into the future and being been. like, what can I do now? Correct. And then I look into the future and I go, well, how am I going to make up for those 10 years? And then I feel overwhelmed. And then I go, you know what I need? A nap. A nap. Turns into a the whole uh, right. REM. And then you take a nap and then the day's gone. And then the next day comes and you go, oh my God. The day I had the realization that I should have done it 10 years ago, I took a nap. So now I'm 10 years and one day behind. Now how am I going to make up for it? You know what I need to do? I need to uh, uh, clean. That that'll Cleaning will help me start the video mm-hmm. podcast. Then you clean, the day's over. Then the next day comes and you're like, <whistles> you forget about it. And someone's like, hey, we got this thing going on. Or I got an event. Or I got this. And you go, you go. Yeah. And then you go, oh, my God. It's been 10 years and seven days. <laughs> exactly. And you start feeling like you're choking. And instead of being able to accomplish the mission or the task, baby it's like step an this cycle of, and oh, I, I, I didn't do this, but maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and the same thing. I didn't do this. Correct. And then that's where I don't forgive myself is that constant. I still have that to this day. Break the cycle. It's hard. No, I totally understand. I mean, we have this conversation all the time. We do. That we have the tools. Uh, we have the, the mentality. We have the ideas. But sometimes I think it's fear that gets in the way. It could be fear. It could Lack be of rejection. Uh, rejection. Rejection. Uh, looking at the mountain from the bottom of the mountain, and you're like, how do I climb that? Instead of going, oh, that path right there leads me up the mountain. Like your perspective is different. You're looking at the peak instead of looking at the, the only slightly inclined path Correct. to the mountain. You're looking at the top of the mountain. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And everyone's like, but you haven't even taken one step towards the mountain. Exactly. Yeah. So take that climb. Yeah, and say F you and buy exactly. some merch and give us your money. Exactly. Merch coming soon, <laughs> hopefully. No, but but, but but it's right. Like sometimes we just we look at the big picture 
but don't realize like the detail that goes into it and by detail meaning you know put in a little bit of work take that first step yeah and keep climbing that eventually you'll get to the top but once you and if you don't you know there's other mountains to climb and you also had the journey halfway up the mountain exactly and that's something something you tried right at the end of the day i think that's important to say like oh i tried that's what i like about your podcast which was you know it went from fuck it we ball yes to feeling unstoppable and we felt that feeling unstoppable was a better name because it was more inclined with your personality traits which is like trying you're a trier i try more than most yeah and that's what is your unstoppable moment is like yeah at times you don't work as hard at the podcast or at the branding or at the growing it and you're very maybe sometimes too relaxed on it Mm -hmm. but you still try Try. and you still show up and you still day after day you're posting about it and you're thinking of ideas so you are unstoppable in your own way and that's why i think it's a very fitting name for the podcast i mean i will have to say this week you know monday I, it was kind of like a tough day because I had come back from May. May was, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, if you guys missed it, on how kind of chaotic May was for me. Even though it was very excited because it's our birthday month. Yeah, we're one we, day apart. We're one day apart. Um, and a couple years. And a couple years. I, I called him 35. I was like, you're 35, right? He's like, please don't age me a year more. Yes. Oh, no, what was it? You yeah, said, don't, you don't try to kill dying. me faster. Yeah. And um, so May was kind of just a, a rough month for me. It was a little chaotic. It was also exciting. So that, that makes some emotions. I was just completely drained. By May 30th, I was like, no, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do anything. You're like, yep. well, did you produce a podcast on Monday? And I told you no. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I didn't have anything to talk about. Yep. I, I was drained. I didn't want to just put out a podcast episode just to put it out. Because I was like, no, it's not going to have any somewhat any value or any meaning. So then we had our conversation. Um, we met up at, at, on Tuesday. And we kind of talked. And you're just like, you know what? Just try to record yourself today. Talk about your issue. Yeah. Talk about that. And, you know, I got a... a very um great feedback from one of my very close friends um and even if it was just one person i think it went a long way for me so thank you on that and you know sometimes like i said in the last episode like having a little bit of support having you is definitely um, something that helped me keep going yeah and having support and having you helps me keep going on certain things too you know being able to help teaches yes if you could teach something you know it Mm-hmm. If you can't teach it, you don't know it. So, like, if you're an A student, study with a D student. Yeah. Don't study with another A student. Because you're Makes still no practicing, sense. yeah. Right. And if you're a D student, try to study with an A student. Ask for help. Yeah. And be like, can you tutor me? So the person who has to tutor knows it better, and the person who's being tutored is learning. Um, Which, yeah. as- asking for help is a hard thing for me. Yeah. I don't know if that's – that. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a trait as, as our zodiac signs, which are Taurus. I guess but, I don't ask. Yeah. For, I don't. I'm not great at asking for help, but I'm not afraid to ask. Correct. Like well, I think when it gets down know, to the, yeah, 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 like when it gets down to like a boiling point, you're like, you know what? I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ask for help, but I'll ask for something. To someone. Some, I get what you mean. I'll yeah. ask for something, but I won't be like, please help me. Yeah. Right. Never say the words like, yeah. hey, I need help, or like, actually, do you know how to do you know how to do this a little bit better than I do? Yeah, that I don't ask. But I will ask for something. Yeah. So I'll ask to learn. I won't ask to help. But Aaron, you have been an amazing teacher uh, to me and an amazing person overall. Where is it that every, if you are in the Miami area or South Florida area, 
when is your next show? When can people see you? And how can people follow you? Every Tuesday, they can go to Icebox, which has been a fun room. Um, I've never brought you the cake from there. Oprah's cake. Oprah's cake. And I apologize. Icebox is known for having delicious cakes. They have uh, restaurants in New York. They have restaurants in Miami, the Miami airport, a vending machine. Uh, years ago, they served Oprah um, a cake, and Oprah declared it as her most favorite cake, so that's like their thing. So every Tuesday, I'm there in Hollandale Beach. It's a great show. It's a dinner show. Um, it's a great workout room. And then once a month, we have Bay 13. You'll see me there, too. Which is there, and Cindy goes up at these shows, and she goes up, and she does the opening remarks. I blank out. <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> you you see out. it on my eyes. I know you're going to blank I out. I blank out. I completely blank out. I talk so... My dad went to one of the shows, and he's like, you talk so fast, so you just you can just get out of there, right? And I was like, correct. I was like, yeah. correct, correct, correct. But we're working on that. We are. I think so, by the third show, it should be good. Correct. So I always have Cindy go on. So if you ever want to come see Cindy, see Cindy talk, whenever she's at the shows... We have her go out there. We have her introduce the crowd, introduce the show to get her, her public speaking skills up. Um, because those who speak make more money. Correct. It's just the way it, you could be the best worker at your job, but whoever delivers the presentation is going to get most of the credit, consciously or unconsciously. Um, every other Thursday, Clutch Burger. So once a month, the second Wednesday is Bay 13. Every other Thursday is Clutch Burger. Um, and those are the three staple shows that we have under contract that kind of happen over and over and over mm -hmm. again. And of course, we're always looking for more venues and new venues. But um, if you know any great venues out there, feel an unstoppable podcast community, let us know. Shoot us an email, shoot us a DM. Yeah. And speaking of DMs, how can people reach out to you? Uh, Aaron the Speaker on everything. I got everything under control with that. Uh, AaronTheSpeaker.com, Aaron the Speaker on Instagram, Snapchat, Aaron the Speaker on Facebook. We got Aaron the Speaker tattooed on me. You should, right on your forehead. No. At Aaron the Speaker. And also, Aaron has a great podcast if you want to go ahead and do a little plug in. Yeah, for us. getting popular with Aaron the Speaker. What's it's, that about, just so everyone knows? I interview people who are very um, much into their own industry and community, who I think are great people, who are kind people, who care about what they do. I have no interest in that podcast of interviewing people who are, you know, not invested in the community so these are people who love their jobs who are great they work in tv they work in radio they work um in the nightlife industry they're djs they're tv personalities like people i've worked with over the years choreographers for the miami heat um for carol g uh dancers for carol g um also former captain of the dolphins cheerleaders so people that i've worked with over the years that i've had great relationships with where I do these little 15-minute, short, quick, digestible episodes asking them about their origins, how they started, what they got going on, and they're 15 minutes, so they're super easy to digest. So uh, getting popular. And then eventually I will have my own podcast like I help with Cindy. Yes. Um, but I've always struggled on what that should be. I'm telling podcast. you. Your politics, your comedy. I know. It's a recipe. I hear you. But... I hear you. Like always, guys, to make sure to check out all of our episodes every Monday. And with that being said, peace the fuck out. I'll see you guys next Monday. Bye.